0: Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 155. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning into the show today. And I am currently getting into a festive mood, and I'm not talking about the holidays just yet, although I do love Christmas time, but not just yet. Of course, I'm talking about the World Cup, which starts in Qatar this weekend on Sunday and we are about a week away from Canada's first game. Something that I thought I would never see in my lifetime is Canada qualifying for the World Cup and I couldn't be more excited. I got my brand new jersey. I pretty much haven't taken it off since and I warned my fiance that it's probably not going to come off for the entirety of the month. So I am stoked for the start of the World Cup this Sunday, even more excited for Canada's first game against Belgium, no matter how well they do in this World Cup. I'm so proud of those boys, just for qualifying and making it there, creating history for Canadian soccer, something that hasn't been done in my entire lifetime. So this is just a big shout out to the whole team, and you've got an entire nation behind you. And of course, also excited to bring you today's episode. We've got a fabulous talent on the show today, and just a all-around beautiful person, and I'm talking about country music star Jess Moskaluke. and I had such a lovely conversation with Jess, and I really enjoyed hanging out with her for an afternoon. I met up with her at the Danforth Music Hall where she was playing with Kit Moore, kind of aligned with her current headlining tour, and you can still catch Jess Moskaluke on tour across Canada until the start of December as part of her Map.Tour. And for those of you who might be new to Jess Moskaluke's music, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So I'm going to throw out there five of my favorite songs of Jess's that you could check out before or after the interview. So I usually like to start this with something new. And Jess released a great new single over the summer. It's called Knock Off. And then from her 2021 album, The Demos, I'm going to recommend the song Country Girls and the song Leave Each Other Alone, which features Travis Collins. And then from her 2015 album, Kiss Me Quiet, I'm going to recommend the song Take Me Home. And then from her 2014 album, Light Up the Night, I'm going to recommend her breakthrough single, Cheap Wine and Cigarettes. And that's it. So if you haven't heard Jess Moskaluk already, that's a great place to start. If you have, if you're tuning into the Adamantium podcast today for the very first time, maybe you are a Jess Moskaluk fan, uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'd love to have you back again sometime, of course. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. And if you're a country music fan, we've actually had more country artists on this podcast this season uh, than we ever have before, and there's still a few more coming. So we'll hope that you'll tune back in for those. You can actually follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium. We're on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And that's all the formalities we have for today. So let's just jump right into today's episode with Jess Moskaluk on episode 155 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you back here again real soon. Okay, so we're here with Jess Moskaluke. Uh, here at the Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, welcome yes. for one.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you for taking some time out of out of your day. Yeah,
1: my pleasure. Uh, Thanks. I for know coming.
0: these days are always super super busy. So
1: yeah, I this one's it. this one's a little less busy. So it actually worked out really good. This oh. one's a little a little bit easier. And tomorrow
0: should be a little too because you're already kind of yeah, set up here. So.
1: we did we made it busier because of that. Actually, we have more press and stuff tomorrow, right. so it ends up being busier. But okay. but you're will right. You, that's true. No. Will sound. you
0: get any time to kind of hang out in Toronto?
1: I think so but we we have an early start so i might might use it to nap <laughs> right
0: right have you spent much time in toronto before yeah okay yeah okay well that's good that's yeah good. um so you got there's lots to talk about you got this new tour you got a new single out a new ish album um so i wanted one thing i found really interesting when i was kind of reading about the album anyways mm-hmm. the the demos, the demos that yeah. you released last year um was you used that time during the pandemic to kind of go back uh, through some old material yeah. that you kind of had saved. So like, while the rest of us were cleaning out our bedroom closets, <laughs> Oh, I did that too. <laughs> you're, yeah. You were clearing out, out hit country songs. So <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about why you decided to go that route. Um, instead of, you know, um, maybe putting something else together. Yeah. yeah. That's a really funny way to put
1: that. I like that we all cleaned out our closets and I cleaned out my music catalog. Yes. So yeah. That's very funny.
0: Which is great. Cause I have heard tons of artists say like, I got all, you know, i, I yeah this single was actually written 15 years ago
1: well a lot of times it's not about like the quality of the song that Mm -hmm. doesn't make it make a record it's just like oh you know what that sounds a little bit too similar to this song or like we don't need another ballad on this album Mm -hmm. or something so you you Put it back, and then you keep writing, and sometimes it just gets pushed to the back of your catalog, and you forget about it. So mm-hmm. I had a ton of those, um, and a lot of those songs that ended up being on that record ended up being some of my favorites, but right. they just didn't work for whatever reason. For whatever reason, now. previously, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a big. The reason that we did it that way, um, we had kind of a an album scheduled and slotted, knowing that I needed or wanted, I shouldn't say needed, I wanted to release an album at this time, and my record label was all ready for that. But then the pandemic happened and mm-hmm. we're like, can we still fulfill this? And I really wanted to. And that idea came into my head because I know a lot of artists spent that time writing, but I just, I had a really hard time mm. doing that. I'm such Enough a heard like. that
0: too. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, you're stuck in the same four walls all the time. Nothing like, motivating you. Yeah. There's not a lot going on all Like there, there is, but it's just different and, and are the things going on right now in 2020 gonna be relatable to everybody in 10-20 years Mm because your music lasts forever right so i'm also a big person that like the zoom rights just weren't working for me i need that energy in a room Mm -hmm. i was really struggling so i thought why why am i forcing these when i have all these other songs that i already believe in um and then i thought it would be really cool to let fans in on the actual demo Mm -hmm. I write a lot to tracks. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe people don't know what that's like or what that's Yeah. So sorry, like.
0: tell me about like, what is that? So you have like the music already in place or? Sort of. Okay. We'll have
1: like a, a baseline of what it, what the like vibe might be. Like mm-hmm. we can add, we can change anything. Like we'll, right. we'll, you know, we usually get with like a track guy or a producer or someone that says, oh, I was working on this little like kind of musical thing. Um, And does this sound like any title that you have that you might want to write? Mm. So I really like doing that because I I find that it's really collaborative and it just gets me motivated and kind of puts everything further ahead. Like I can hear what it might sound like once we are in the actual process of recording. So I thought it would be cool for people to hear what it sounded like the day that we wrote it Mm. versus when they heard it on the radio because sometimes... A song like Country Girls didn't change at all, Mm. but a song like Map Map Dot changed drastically. So I just thought it was a cool peek behind the curtain for them. Yeah, that's
0: very cool. You you mentioned it too, and it was actually just explained to me recently that uh, a lot of times country music songs do start with a title. Yeah. It's like start with a title and write a song based around the title. And that was just explained to me. So do you kind of have this like collection of titles that you potentially want to write songs about?
1: Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, everyone does it differently, of course, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how I do it. And during the pandemic, the one thing that I did really exercise and work on in terms of songwriting was just elaborating on those titles a little more. Yeah, right. Because sometimes you might think of a title on the way to the right, and then you're like, okay, um, you know, whatever, whatever title you have, you just thought of it, and you didn't have a chance to elaborate on what Mm -hmm. that song might be about. But I had time to kind of dig back and be like okay like what could this first verse maybe be and maybe it's right. not lyrics like maybe it's just the structure of the story and right. wh- what you kind of want to happen mm-hmm. and then you know when I get in a room with everybody we all chat through it right. and that might not be how the song ends up yeah but
0: interesting um,
1: yeah but I like to start with titles
0: okay um, I'm glad it's too like was, you mentioned you know like things that are relative 20 years from now or whatever, because there was, I remember this, like, very small period where there was, like, this influx of, like, pandemic songs that were, like, about being locked down and stuff like that. And I remember thinking that, I'm like, I mean, we're hopefully going to get out of this in a year or two or whatever. And I was like, this song's going to make no sense yeah. 20 years down the road, or it's going to be so, yeah, totally. cornball, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I, I, you know what, I get that and too. Yeah, it's like
0: what you're feeling at the time, but yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: It just puts such a time stamp on it. It does, and yeah. And I, I like things in my music to be a lot more general, even when I'm right. talking about, I don't always like talking about what a song is about, yeah. which sounds so stupid. I get that that sounds dumb, that I don't want to talk about it, and it's not that I won't, but... I want to make sure that I'm never telling someone that their interpretation of a song is wrong right? because right. of what I wrote the song yeah. about. If they think that this, if they are listening to a song and they're like, oh my God, this is written for me. Right. And then I say, no, this was written about this. That's not, that's not right. cool. That music is subjective. It's kind of the so. best
0: part of music. Yeah. It's, so yeah.
1: I want that feeling to last mm-hmm. a really long time too. So, I mean, if, if I felt really strongly that I wanted to write a pandemic song, then yeah. I would do it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I didn't. I was like, also, I'm so ready to get past yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. And so,
0: and so many of them turned out so. Ch- there's like this. I remember there's this one Bon Jovi song he oh, wrote. Oh, really? About. Yeah, and there's like even like there's some lines in it that are there's like one line that it's like, I'll keep my social distance or something. I was like, for one, I never want to hear that term ever again. And two, I'm like, it's just so corny. Like, it's just, but we might forget that as much as I love Bon Jovi. I was just like, Oh John, come on. (laughs) That wasn't
1: a thing that was my vibe, but I understand and appreciate that. Other people, you know, maybe it's just something they wanted to get off their chest too. And I I think that was
0: really great to like, I mean, it was one of those things that one of the kind of, benefits of it was you kind of got to do these things that you never had time to do so it's kind of awesome that you got to go back and maybe that you wouldn't have had you wouldn't have found like some of these gems that you yeah. did find in that drawer yeah <laughs> you know? I say that so yeah. many
1: times like I I remember these songs and I know about them but like some of them wouldn't have seen the light yeah. of day
0: um you just released over the summer you released a new song mm-hmm. uh called Knock Off. um which was a really I, I thought it was a really fun song and um we, we kind of talked a little bit about your writing routine, but do you have like, um, do you have basically like a routine? Like, do you have to be in a mindset or in a certain place? Do you
1: know? No? Well, yes, yes. Sorry. I spoke too soon. I really like to write in Nashville. Okay. I know, I know that so many people do. And yeah. maybe that sounds
0: bad There's a reason or whatever. why. <laughs> like, there it, is a reason. Yeah. And
1: it's that, like I mentioned earlier, like I'm mm-hmm. so collaborative. I really yes. appreciate having other en- energies in the room. Writing is not something that came easy to me when I first mm-hmm. started. I worked my butt off mm-hmm. on it. Like, it was not just a talent that I naturally had. It was some, It was a skill that I, that I you know, a muscle you that worked I've worked on, on yeah. and built. And so I still love going to Nashville mm-hmm. because, A, that's where all my favorite writers reside. Mm-hmm. So it, I always say that it's like the people that work in an office, it's like you show up to work. Mm-hmm. You, you work while you're there and then you go home for musicians you don't always have that for an mm-hmm. artist like your work is just non-stop with social media right. and people are yeah, yeah. on the street or whatever so that's the one thing that I can control it's like I go to Nashville for a week or two weeks or a month and when I'm there this is what I do yeah I just write and then when I come home I do all the other things right. so that's kind of I'm kind of in the mindset to write that whole time but as far as a routine goes not necessarily it mm-hmm. just I, I like to just kind of let happen whatever is going to happen in the room so yeah yeah kind of can you now.
0: write on tour do you find or do you I'm find like try. touring you focus on touring or? I focus on touring yeah
1: I'm, I'm also like this show that we're doing right now is very vocally challenging right. you'll, okay. hopefully you'll see tonight yeah um, but and it's also a 90 minute we're like in a month we're doing like 20 some shows like yeah. it's, it's very physically demanding and right. so I am trying to like get as much rest as possible mm-hmm. I'm trying like both vocally and just physically so I don't know that I'll be writing a ton, but I do want to try. We've got Tyler Joe Miller out with us, who's right. an insane writer, um, and my producer might be joining us on one of the shows. So I would love to take advantage of some of that if we can, but these days go by so fast. Yeah, I
0: bet, I bet, yeah. yeah. And what about, like, because I noticed too, like, a lot of your songs, they, uh, maybe not even necessarily yours, but they draw on kind of like a personal memory or something like yep. that. Do you? Is it kind of like does a memory come to you and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta write that. Like, I gotta write something down or I gotta.
1: I am the kind of person that it, it, what I like to jot down is the title okay. and hopefully I can remember at least what kind of. And sometimes I might just quickly jot some mm. like half-ass notes. Yeah. And then I'll go back and kind of refine. That's yeah. kind of what works. I'm not the kind of person that's like, hold that thought. I have to go and write a right. song. Right. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I'm a little more structured than yeah. that. I'm not a typical creative brain. I'm a little bit more like, <laughs> these things happen. I'm very scheduled. Yeah. I'm very, not routine. But you never
0: ever get like that feeling of like, oh shoot, if I, like there's some, there's a melody or there's yeah. something in my head and I was like, I can't lose this or.
1: Not so much melodies. It's for me, it's more the titles and the, and titles, the, and gotcha. the concepts. Okay. But melodies come fairly easy to me like okay. in, a, in a room. So I don't always necessarily think that I need to like get that down. Right. That to me is the easier part.
0: Melodies to me, the melodies, to me those are one of those things that are easier to like to, once you have it in there it's like easy to like not like but, but forget it and then it's gone. That's you true. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to get yeah. that back again. Yeah. I can see know? that. Yeah that so, happens. Yeah. Um, one thing I found really cool about this is and you have the, the song Map Dot which is one of my favorite songs actually. Thank you. And your tour is called the Map Dot Tour <laughs> and one thing I thought was really cool is you are making stops at some, some towns I've never heard of yeah. before. Yeah. And which is really cool because it's kind of like, um, an ode to who you are. Yeah. Um, was it important for you to kind of hit these small towns and give them a chance to see you perform?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, for me, it, it worked out really well. First and foremost, we were trying to think of the title of the tour. Right. And I thought, well, I don't want to call it knockoff. It like, it right, just yeah, feels yeah, weird yeah. if it, people it, don't know what the knock song is Knockoff tour, yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I don't I do love the map dot tour because yeah. sometimes some of these theaters or clubs or wherever we're mm-hmm. playing are like outside of a yeah. city and they might be like, why are you playing, gosh, whatever, Moosman or something. Yeah, that was something. one of the ones I was. So I that, never was. that one specifically, this worked out really well. There's a fundraiser happening. It's about 20 minutes outside of my hometown. Okay. And, and it's a fundraiser. And so I thought, man, if, if we can call it the map dot tour where we're stopping at some of these map dots as well as cities because yeah. to some people, that's the memorable thing place to Mm -hmm. them and like when i wrote the song map dot i wrote it about my small town there's some very specific things in there obviously but Mm -hmm. that doesn't like you grew up in toronto yeah kind of (laughs) no you're right right we're just saying uptown uptown toronto
0: not really yeah yeah yeah.
1: and like that doesn't mean that where you grew up is any less cool than where i grew up or vice versa so you know to everyone these places are special it for its own reason So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to stop In some of the small towns If we could I yeah. also just wanted to play As many as I could Physically Right play.
0: Yeah So I wasn't being Super
1: picky I think it's really
0: cool When people do that Like uh, like Brett Kissel is Someone who goes And plays yeah, everywhere, he does. everywhere. Like, Yeah he <laughs> yeah. Everywhere Yeah And uh, I think that's really cool Because also What I've heard And I found is like people from those towns like appreciate it more oh, and then yeah. you like you get the feedback from them so much more like yeah somewhere like Toronto like we're spoiled for choice every, sure. you know, every day you can go out and see someone yeah. you've heard of before yeah and it's like so sometimes the uh, you know the audiences are a little more reserved because they've yeah. you know that's true um, whereas you go to these and they they feel lucky to be at a show you know, yeah so
1: I really love that like when I mm-hmm. grew up I always had to make road trips so it's funny I've of seen course. some people which is also
0: a lot of fun though it's yeah. so
1: much fun and yeah. so when people are like oh I wish you we're playing Hamilton. I'm like, "What do you mean? We're playing Toronto? That's right. so close." Yeah. I'm like, "I drove 4 hours." <laughs> for, yeah, one way. Yeah. It was like I, you know, it was exciting to like get a hotel and like road trip with yeah. your friends and like, you know, pre-drink or whatever in the mm-hmm. hotel room before the show. I was like, "That's such an experience yeah. for me." So, um, but all that to say, whenever anyone would come to our little theater, like we always Went. It was just that we didn't get some of the, the bigger acts because of yeah. smaller venues. Yeah. But so I thought it was it's kinda cool. This really is a, a variety of venues that, right. that, that we're playing. Well even
0: yesterday didn't you just you just came from Barrie, right? Yeah. Right. So tonight that was up
1: party. Yeah. Holy so my, cow.
0: my fiance is from Barry. Oh,
1: no way. Yeah.
0: And so she always laughs that she's like, people from Toronto think Barry is like hours yeah. north. It's like not even, it's, it's like an, maybe an hour in bad traffic. I like, know. <laughs> yeah, It's so like spoiled. way up north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. So uh, so where did, where did you play there?
1: At the ranch. It okay, was yes. so okay. much fun. I could not believe how rowdy people got on a mm-hmm. Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, I'm dead. We
1: set off the, we didn't actually, but the smoke alarms went off right before Tyler Joe went on. Okay. And we have some, some like visual effects in our show. You won't see it uh, this weekend with uh, with Kip, but on the rest of our show we have some, some visual effects. And I was like, oh my God, did we do that? Like did the fire, and all of a sudden I turn around and there's like five firefighters walking into the venue and I (laughs) was like, so we, we can't start the show yet. I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to play at all? So just all over, last night was just
0: like <laughs> it was pretty just like crazy. it was a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, one of my line, one of the lines I love from Map Dot is like, and it could, one thing I love about Map is you really even me from a city of six million is you. You paint a picture of, yeah. of the town, yeah. and it's like, you can picture it. Like, one of the lines I love is, is about, like, the beauty shop, or it's like, yeah. the building is old, but the rumors yeah. are new, and you can kind of, yeah. you can picture that. Yeah. Um. Tell me, so, actually, when I looked, is it where the video was filmed? Is yeah. that your town? Yeah. Okay, because then when I looked you up, it said you were from another town.
1: So, yeah, let me clarify that, because yes. it is a little confusing. Okay. I, I grew up in a small town called Langenberg, Saskatchewan. Okay. When, I, I've lived there the whole time, like, Up until I graduated High school Um, My family My brother and my mom Still live there um, But my husband and I Now live about 30 minutes away In a small town Called Brokenville Which is very much Also home for me They're like they are fifty-fifty home for me. I've spent gotcha. so many okay. years in Rome. Si- so
0: similar kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So both f- of which had like a population around like a exactly, thousand people or something. Exactly. Which is, like my high school had more than that. Yeah, <laughs> it was for like, real. Put yeah. together, probably. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the the video was actually shot in both locations.
0: So tell me, like, paint a picture for us. So tell me a couple of your favorite things about your hometown.
1: For me, it's just people. It's the people. just the people yeah. are so supportive. Um, But I mean, there's a couple of really cool things like there's so much that's always changing. I'm trying to think of like what my favorite, favorite thing is right now, but it really is just the people and the the community. Like whenever someone suffers a a loss, whether it's, you know, we've had everything from, you know, someone losing a spouse or a family member to, you know, car accidents to houses burning down. And the opposite, like, everyone's so excited that I'm out on tour right now, and, you know, I can't go uptown without someone being like, congratulations, Jess, right. you've worked really hard, yeah. and, like, that, it's just everyone just really rallies like around each other, no matter whether right. it's good or bad. So that's just my, that's my favorite thing.
0: Community feel yeah. about it. Very nice. Um, how did you learn to song? Were your parents musical? No. Or? No. no. So where where did you, I mean, where did the... Uh, I mean, the love of music can come from anywhere, yeah. but where, you know, where did you start to learn how to write songs?
1: I so or that is, you wanted
0: to write songs. Uh,
1: the, this is this sounds terrible, but I actually didn't want to write songs. Okay. I didn't know how to do it. I when I did try, I wasn't good at it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, to make a long story less long, um, I had kind of been spotted by this company in Nashville that was a publishing company okay. for songwriters, and they were also looking to start an artist development branch. So they saw me, they they loved me, I took a few meetings with them, and I decided to start working mm-hmm. with them as an artist for the artist development portion. And they were like, well, we can sign, why don't we sign you to a pub deal? And I was like, I don't have a catalog, you don't right. want my publishing. And uh, they're like, we want to help you develop it. Okay. So they set me up with a bunch of writers. All these writers were so fantastic, knowing that I'm not myself at the time a songwriter, and I just learned and I worked at it, and okay. worked at it. I spent a week. So were you there singing
0: at the time? Like, is that okay? So yeah. they heard you singing. Yeah. And, okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I I worked on my catalog, and now I'm at the point where I I would consider myself mm-hmm. a songwriter, and I can write songs. So where were you them. singing
0: that people? Heard I think of? it was
1: at like the Saskatchewan Country Music Awards gotcha. one time. Gotcha. Okay. But it was just kind of like one of those. Right. So-and-so told this person who told this person, and then they flew me down. And right. It was country,
0: it was country always, like, was that what was playing in your house growing yeah. up? And, okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, we didn't have, like, we don't have a radio station in my town, so right. that was the only one that really came through was gotcha. a country radio station, cool. too. So, But that's what was playing in my house, but until I went to high school, and then, you know, streaming became sort yeah. of a thing, and, and you could of listen course. to anything.
0: So then once you became a songwriter, what being, you know, I guess by that point you're in Nashville. Or like you're going to a lot, show. Because yeah. like how, how do you go about being from such a small? How do you go about getting your songs out there? You know? Well,
1: I see my my story so backwards because I had a publishing deal before I ever had right. a catalog. So my which songs is so
0: were, interesting. Like yeah. so
1: I don't know anyone else that yeah have never like, heard of that before I'm either. Very lucky. Yeah. Um, probably not a smart business decision except luckily for them it worked out really well right. <laughs> because they're they wonderful well, obviously people obviously they saw
0: something Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but I mean that's how my songs got out there I guess YouTube was, was a thing right. that I was doing um, I had kind of met Tyler Ward through another songwriter I was working mm-hmm. with and uh, we started working together to put out covers and then he said let's I really like this one song that you've written there were, there were two and he said let's, let's put them out there yeah let's uh let's see what people think and, yeah. and people really loved it and there were more views on that video than we can count
0: it's amazing now like i mean how like having things like song uh, soundcloud and stuff mm-hmm. just to be able to you can just throw your music out there yeah. and someone could hear it
1: yeah you know
0: like without you know without that technology we could have missed out on
1: totally so, so many, many people songs. like people
0: like billy eilish even you know like oh, this yeah. like you know some of the biggest stars now just threw their music up totally yeah
1: youtube was a really big one for me and we we pay a pretty big tribute to sort of that era of my life in the show yeah um which i won't elaborate on too much because i don't want to ruin the show right right um but it is really cool to do like we were doing a lot of covers to try and gain a fan base because i couldn't write songs as fast Mm -hmm. as we were wanting to put out covers like every like week or two yeah so um yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool like time. Like, w-
0: when I was in high school, to record music, I used to have to, I used to have, like, a point-and-shoot camera. Yeah. And I played the drums and the guitar. Oh, cool. And I would film myself playing them, then just upload it and convert the file yeah. to an audio file yeah, and then yeah. try and level them no something. Way. It's just like dude, I've listened to them back and I'm like the recordings are so terrible. Yeah I mean the
1: things I was like that now, you now people do. yeah
0: now you can just you can have a home studio you no can. problem. Yeah, yeah you spend a couple couple thousand dollars and you can oh, have yeah. like world class you know you sure can. Yeah. yeah it wasn't which really, is amazing yeah it is great. So, yeah. It wasn't
1: really like that back then. I was flying to LA or Den- like Tyler lived right. in Denver but I was working in LA and Nashville while going to university. So I was gone for two mm. weeks every month and just failing university because right. i was never in school and trying to do the mu- music thing but um yeah I, i'm glad that things are a little bit more accessible now
0: well then uh one of the most amazing things that i read about you is that and it's funny just saying like how you didn't even think of yourself as a songwriter first is now you are the first i think female country artist to get a platinum hit since like shania 20 yeah like the goat like she's, <laughs> she's my like, idol for sure like, yeah and so what is it what is it it must be like insanely hard. like how how does that feel to you to be like you're not know, have a share a title with, yeah. with Shania Twain
1: I and don't so. think that will ever sink in like that's yeah. been a thing that I like we talk about in the shows We talk about in a lot of interviews. Cause yeah, it's such a like mind-blowing fact right. I don't think it'll ever sink in. I, I can't tell you how right. it feels cuz it's just so unbelievable yeah. Um, that song never went top ten at radio right so many people like can't believe that Country Girls was my first number one because they all assume it was cheap wine it wasn't, we didn't crack the top ten radio just wasn't ready for it for whatever reason but that also puts the power so much in the fans hands Of course, because that's what platinum records are for Mm. who, I'm sorry I don't know who's listening but platinum only happens when something has been streamed so many times Mm -hmm. or purchased so many times, it has nothing to do with radio chart positions or shows or anything Mm -hmm. like that and everything to do with who is actually consuming that music, yeah. so that means that someone actively had to go out and be like, "Man, right. I love this song. I'm going to spend a dollar twenty nine on iTunes, right? And buy it. And so that blows my mind.
0: I mean, for one, it actually blows my mind. Like when I read that, I was like, "Really? No other?
1: Yeah, like, because
0: there's so many talented artists out there. How has it never happened? And then I I was like. Uh, incredible that you were able to do this. Then that if no one's done it in like what was it showing, like ninety yeah. five, like that's almost thirty. Like
1: yeah, and like it, it's it's insane. Twenty like, years, yeah.
0: Oh, it's yeah,
1: it's, it's crazy. I also came up at a time. I mean, like the nineties were a really great time for women in country music. Yes, but yeah. when I started, women in music in
0: general. Like, exactly. So yeah, yeah.
1: When I started releasing country music to radio, though. There weren't a lot of women right in, in, uh, anywhere like not even just in Canada it was probably better in Canada than it was in the States but you know now things are are way better those gates are a little bit wider open right there's more room for more women mm-hmm. which is amazing yeah but I think that had something to do with it too and and I really loved that we got to prove a point where it was like you know that was back in the day where they wouldn't play back-to-back females on the radio and I'm like <laughs> but they like it like the guys aren't yeah. doing that. there are guys that you're playing now that you're sure. making go number one that aren't going platinum and yeah. like I'm a nobody and it's right. happening so it, it, it's a really powerful mm-hmm. it's a really powerful thing and, and I really always want to make sure that the fans know that they have that power. right
0: incredible have you ever met Shania or I have you have what was that like was there you know they say don't meet your heroes. What was no. what was it like? Meet well, your mean, heroes. If, if your heroes <laughs> yeah. are
1: Shania Twain, yeah, meet, meet her. Yeah, um, we worked together at the uh, CCMA's a few years ago when mm-hmm. she was hosting, and uh, we did a myself, Madeline Merlot and Kira Isabella did like a. Um, a not really a girl group we each we did a medley right of shania's songs and i opened up the whole show with uh man i feel like a woman right and we're thinking and like shania was set to like join us at the end mm-hmm. and and you know sing a few lines or whatever and
0: yeah.
1: um start the show and we I, I just remember the three of us had a, a me and maddie and kira had a group chat and we're like are we like we're gonna meet her for the first time like on stage and uh we're like that's gonna be crazy and I just remember so you hadn't
0: met her before you
1: we thought we weren't going to meet her before and then we went to rehearsal and she showed up and we're like as if this mega star is actually showing up for a rehearsal that she doesn't really have to be a part of like she knows the song she doesn't have to and uh not only did she show up but she was like Yes, like, I loved how you sang that line, like, I think that you should, like, really own it, like, make it more yeah. you, like, she, she didn't. And are you
0: like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> so, I just yeah. remember looking
1: at Madeline, and we're both like, are we, are we going to yeah. throw a ha- lot? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> it was, she was incredible, and, and really, um, nurturing and, and encouraging mm-hmm. of each of our individualities between the three yeah. women, and, and I thought that was really cool. That
0: is really cool. Yeah. And that's kind of what you want to hear from her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to hear her play uh, Man I Feel Like a Woman this year, too, actually. Mm. Yeah, because I was... Me and my... It was actually... We went. My fiance and I went to Coachella. We were on oh, a trip yeah. out west. Yeah. Was that she,
1: when she brought up Harry Styles? She
0: came out. No, it was Harry Styles oh, was headline, and she, and he brought her out, and they did two songs together. That's so and was, cool. Yeah. And my was my girl, like, well, now fiance is a yeah, huge yeah. fan, and so she was going nuts. But That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it was I, cool. She's my
1: favorite artist ever of all. I time. bet.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Um, why do you think of all of all the songs that Cheap Wine was the one that went soaring?
1: I genuinely have no idea. Okay. For whatever reason, I guess people just related to it, whether okay. it was the sound or the lyrics or the story. I really don't know, and I wish I did because I would <laughs> right. do that. just write another <laughs> I one. Just, that's it. I just keep doing just it. Keep but, read, yeah. Just write a whole record of them. Yeah. I think that that's just at the time that's what people wanted to hear, and and you know it's crazy because now it's nostalgic for people. Right. Because I mean it doesn't feel like it was to me. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but right. it was. And you know now it. it puts people in a certain place at a yeah. certain time and brings them back I think to sometimes
0: too, it's just like, there's a little bit of, I mean, there's a little bit of luck, you know, like the right totally. song catches the wind and it's like, yeah.
1: Timing is everything of and course. you can't predict that. You don't yeah. know what the other people are going to do around you and you don't know what you're going to be, I don't want to say competing with, but mm-hmm. up against at radio, like, because mm-hmm. all the songs have to sound different at radio. Right. So if you just happen to release something that might sound a little bit like something else, right. there's only so many chords. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's can true. Songs sound the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah so yeah luck was was definitely on our side as right. well
0: amazing um, before, before we wrap up there was one last thing I wanted to ask you about tell me a little bit about Handpicked by Jess yeah okay.
1: so let's go back a minute you were saying you know about the pandemic and how right. I might not have had a chance to like, like go through my music catalog mm-hmm. same with Handpicked it was a, a concept that I've been wanting to do for a, a really okay. long time but I never had like the time or the resources or the manpower but sitting at home I thought man wouldn't it be so great if I could do this now while small businesses are having to have their doors closed? Like right. they could still get their products to people.
0: So, so explain to the listeners first yeah. of all, what, what exactly it is. So yeah. handpicked
1: is, it's not a subscription box because you don't subscribe to it it's okay. a one time purchase, but it is, it is like a subscription okay. box. So basically it's a lot of my favorite products from a lot of my favorite small mm. businesses okay. that I'm handpicking and putting in a box essentially and Mm -hmm. um, you get it for like a fraction of the cost of what you would actually pay for it if you were purchasing these items Um, and I really love it because all these small businesses get a chance to give not even testers but like full size products Mm -hmm. to a person who may or may not have heard of their business and a lot of times there's like discount codes in there too so if they love it they can go and buy something else that they might want to try so it's been really cool and the first box we did sold out in four minutes. We broke our website, wow. which has never happened. Mm-hmm. We had to get a whole new website. We like quadrupled the number of boxes that right. we had to do next time. So, it is it's become so much more work. And than did that just start
0: with like like uh, like social media and your fans? Yeah. Well, okay.
1: That's still all we really have done is yeah. is social media and you know through interviews and podcasts and mm-hmm. radio and stuff like that. But um, it's it's. Pretty wild that that has taken on a life mm-hmm. of its own. Like that's, we're scaling back. We used to do, uh, I think we were doing two a year. We did spring, summer, and then a fall, winter okay. edition. But we're just gonna do one a year now. Now mm-hmm. that I'm touring again, yeah, and, and you know the world is back to right. what it is, and um, it's it's a lot of work, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But um, I just still want to do it really well. So we're of just course. gonna do yeah. one a year.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well. Jess, thanks again so much for for doing this. Yeah,
1: thank you. And
0: I hope you have a great show tonight.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: The Adamanty Adamanty.